Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, it's Jen. Welcome back to Parents Take 5. We are so glad that you're here. Today I have a special guest with me. As you know, I have so many special guests, but though this one um, really is special. We have been trying to get together for quite some time now. Um, and I'd like to introduce my good friend, C.C. Armstrong. And C.C. is a pastor. Uh, she's a pastor at St. James Presbyterian Church in Charleston, South Carolina, which is uh, on the lovely James Island. I'm slightly jealous about that. Um, and she comes with us today with a unique perspective. Um, she is a wonderful pastor, a great preacher, and she comes with a perspective, I think, that is truly helpful for us parents. So, Cece, I'm glad you're here. I am glad to be present with you, Jen. I'm excited. You're right. We've been doing this almost 18 to <laughs> 24 months trying to get together and finally we're together and I think it's just apropos that I get a chance to share with you and all of your listeners I'm excited about being with you today oh, thank you so I want to ask you I know that um you know you're a pastor in your congregation and what what are some things that your parents are struggling with because our parents I, I did a podcast recently um and I'm sure you've heard it um, about uh, the guilt that kind of parents are feeling right now around all of this, having to choose between things and their pain, you know, their kids, they're making it, trying to make the best choice that they can um, in, in, in some ways. And so just what do we do with all of those things? And, and we're also trying to figure out, I think for us, um, many of the listeners I've heard from um, is how to incorporate faith more in the lives of everyday family time because many mm -hmm. of them are not going to church um, because their kids are not vaccinated. Um, and so I'm sure we have listeners who are vaccinated and those who are not vaccinated. Um, and so everyone is certainly entitled to their opinion uh, around that. But I think, um, Cece, what are you hearing? Well, a lot of it has to do with trust. Mm. We have, have run into the largest collection of the necessity to trust. And that's what makes this hard. It makes it hard for our parents 
because who are we trusting? Are we trusting the CDC? Are we trusting the latest science um, documents? Are we trusting the media? Are we trusting social media? Are we trusting the school districts to make the best decisions? It boils down to trust. Hmm. So, so then the question, you know, that really raises and comes up is, well, I trust God. And then we add, but, Mm. and so now the question becomes, where's the, but why, why, why are we questioning you trust God? If you trust God, then God's um, hold on you allows you the opportunity to trust who God has gifted. So I just believe God's gifted scientists. God has gifted the medical staff. God has gifted the individuals who came up with vaccines. God has gifted these individuals with this kind of information. And because God's gifted them in that manner, if we trust God, then we ought to trust what God has gifted them to share. Mm. Now that becomes a challenge, of course, right? Because now, you know, well, who do I trust? Who, who, you know, who am I, who, you know, who are the people who are these scientists? I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do. I don't know. But let's think about it for a minute. Your children, when they first went off to school, you have no clue what the educators know or don't know. You don't know about their credentialing. We trusted whoever hired them, that they would be adequate teachers, if not phenomenal, to impart on our children knowledge. So we trusted the system. We trusted that our children would learn. And we willingly did so. We took our kids to school every day and would leave them there longer than they needed to be if, if necessary. Didn't that after school program work? How much do I pay extra to pick up the kids later? You know, because we trusted, right, this notion. And so we didn't spend time, and, and maybe now, don't get me wrong, I know there are some parents who are very diligent who will go and unpack the history of an educator to make sure they're who they're, you know, who needs to be with their child. But for the most part, for the most part, a lot of us, we just trust. Um, we will go into a doctor's office and we'll trust the doctor to make great and wise decisions, either because of our previous experience, previous experience with them, or because we saw them, saw the documents hanging on their office wall, that they own this or they, you know, what degree they have. And that, and we trust that that school system trained them well, or we trust that they have knowledge. So it goes back to trust again. I mean, folks even come to church and you trust that the pastor has had training to teach the word of God. It is a trust. So when do we trust the scientists that say masks will help save lives? Mm. That the vaccine will help save lives? When do we trust them? When do we trust their work? When do we trust that God has gifted them? When do we say, how long, Lord, and I surrender all? When do we say that? So whenever we say that, however we say that, that gives us an opportunity to provide for our kids uh, an understanding. And so that, I mean, that's what I'm hearing among our, our congregation. That's what I'm hearing among my parents. Um, 
you know, what, what, how do we, what do we trust? What, well, we start off by trusting God. Mm. That's first. And then God in trusting God will give you discerning ears as to what to have, where to put your trust in faith. Mm. And we have been pretty good with that as a whole, as a society, we've, we've kind of trusted that uh, all along. I mean, for example, um, I don't know about you, Jim, but when I was growing up, we didn't have helmets when we rode bicycles. They didn't have hel- helmets or anything. They have elbow pads and knee pads and all that. When we were growing up, you got a bike, you went and rode your bike. and You might have had training wheels for about a week and a half. And after that, you were on your own. If the bushes called your name and you fell in them, so what? You got a scrape and you kept going. I mean, that's what it used to be. But because we became health conscious of our children and the types of falls that they have, we started putting them in helmets and elbow pads and knee pads. And what we ended up doing in the process of putting them in those is we began to prevent injuries or we began to extend their life. It didn't stop the falls. The bushes are still calling the people on the bike, the kids on the bike, the bushes are still calling them to fall. You know, they're still going to hit a rock and it's not going to roll well. And they're going to boom right into a, you know, right into a bush. But as soon as that happens, we, what we've done is prevented or helped to prevent it being any more serious than it was going to be anyway. So I use that scenario. And I align it next to seatbelts in cars. You go and you put on a seatbelt, not because it stops accidents, but because it saves lives. Doesn't stop people from still drunk driving. It doesn't stop people from, you know, uh, hitting running red lights and and T-boning cars and hitting from the rear. And, you know, it doesn't stop those things, but it has proven over time that it can prevent the worst of energy injuries. So now let's look at masks. We can't get our children vaccinated if they're under 12 years old. Yeah, right now. So why not arm them with something that can possibly save their lives why aren't we putting them in masks well it's a mandate that i have to do i don't have to do you're right you don't have to do what a mandate you know you you have that right to make a choice but let's just think about that those individuals who ride motorcycles without helmets is you know you're right but if you crash and your skull cracks Right. It was right. You know, yeah. so I just, I, why would we use our children as, as pawns in this? Yeah. You know, mask them for at least a chance at possibly not suffering the worst of what could possibly inevitably be. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.